Welcome to the Business and Enterprise Systems Mission Success Podcast, where we give you bits and bites about BES news and other topics of interest. And today we have a second episode where we're going to continue our discussion on contracting information technology, or what we call on IT. And today we have Mr. Scott McCaffrey, who's the Chief of Contracting Business Systems. And uh, part of the amazing team with Con IT. So good day, sir, Mr. McCaffrey. We're so glad to have you with us today. Yeah, thank, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking well, forward to this. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We had a, a great conversation with uh, Mr. Sarmiento, and I know this next phase of the conversation is going to be great as well. We have uh, just a lot of information that we want to dive into today. So let's just go there. Um, over the last several months, uh, really, the last couple of years, you've seen Con IT grow uh, in, in the platform. So tell us how it's growing. Uh, that's that's a great question. And, and, and there's a couple of facets there, right? Um, tactically, it's growing by adoption of the users. What, what do I mean by that? Um, the, the, the user community at first was reluctant to, to accept Con IT because they had uh, systems like Con, right, that did the similar job, right? Um, but now we've seen that from just fiscal year 22 to 23, over 1,500 more users. That doesn't seem like a lot, but considering there's 8,000 contract specialists, really 10,000 total we're shooting for, we've had, we have over 5,300 currently now using Con IT, which, which is really, really impressive. That tells us that that adoption by the community, they really like what they're getting from the performance of it. That, that's one facet, right? The other facet is that the DOD as a whole is starting now to recognize Con IT as a DOD source of, of a contracting system. And, and let me explain a little bit what that means. We took, as you probably heard from George earlier, um, about we took the DISA's uh, GOTS product ideas and modified it to fit our needs, right, for the Air Force. Hence, saving dollars in development government dollars using a government item already and making it fit the Air Force needs. Well, now Army, Navy, Defense Logistical Agency, FDIC, NASA, all these people are super interested in Con IT, so much so that Army, Navy, and DLA are all using it as a base for their contracting systems. That is the type of growth we need to have in the government to show that not only can we share software development and applications, but we can all reduce the footprint of the IT base by sharing this, right? So, so those are the two types of growth that I really see, right? The tactical end is more users adoption. The other one's more strategic by the pr perspective that the DOD is now recognizing Con IT and the beauty behind it. Okay, so these other organizations are coming in and jumping on board with Con IT and this is kind of a similar thing, but as you see it today, what's the future of Con IT for the Air Force and beyond? Where where are we heading? Yeah, so I, that that's another great question. So George and I have this conversation all the time, right? Because I'm I'm a I'm a person that I think we can reach the star real quick, <laughs> and George's got like, wait, 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 we got to we got to make sure that we can line these up first, right? So, um, so it's a great balance, but I think uh, from the vision that we see is. There is a core Con IT, um, I'll call it baseline. Think of the best example I could give is think of an iOS, like if you have an iPhone, the iOS is the baseline software that everybody uses. 
any app you put on it is an additional application, right? Extra functionality you get, but it's standardized because of a, a software development kit that Apple gives you to, to interface with their software, right? So we're taking that same philosophy with Con IT. We're modularizing it so much to where we have a core baseline that, that we're trying to develop to with a software development kit that any service then can in, integrate applications at their will. But the beauty behind that is, is that the Air Force can also take those applications that are also developed by other services. So, so what does that mean? That means hopefully schedule, moving it to the left, reduce cost, but more importantly, taking advantage of the commercial market because now you don't have to pay everybody to develop stuff for you. If they have the software development kit already, they're already working on that and they can sell it and you get it at less expense. That, that's the beauty behind it. The other part about that is that we all share the same baseline. So if we all share the same baseline, there's one configuration control on the core. So that means one change. That, that total savings is massive to all the services. Now, we're, we're not there yet. That's the vision, right? And each one, that, that would have to mean the, the software is scalable to 50,000 users. It's not. We're probably shooting for 10,000, right? Right. But in a cloud base where we're talking about going, where, where we are, is each service could have their own instance of the application. So if you have five instances, that's 50,000 total users, but they're each separate, but they use all the same core Con IT software. That is where we're headed. Gotcha. And that's in the near future more than the, than the far out future. Gotcha. Now, when you talk about integrating applications, what, tell, tell us about some of those applications. What would those applications look like? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's another great question. So think about different types of procurement, right? Like weapon systems, um, construction type contracting, they're all different types, right? They all do the procurement process, but with it, there's special facets of each one. And that is the application piece that we're referring to. One would be a weapon system contracting application. The other one would be a, a con construction application or a logistical application. Because we all do that, but that we all have our, our specialty areas, our, our, the, the things that the Air Force wants specifically in those contracts and the Navy wants specifically in those contracts, right? right. So right. we're trying to make it a way that we can all adapt quickly and stay relevant to the tech cycles of today, right? Because like, for instance, Conright was done in 97. Now think about that for a minute. Would you keep a computer that long? So, so, so that, that's where we went from the Flintstones to the Jetsons, right? That's where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we skipped a whole nother section there. So like it, it th this is exciting times for this and for the vision for us to make it come to life, right? Right. That's, um, along that line, I talked to Mr. Sarmiento about developers. And he was saying your development team is spread out. Um, are the developers staying within BES and the Air Force? Or are the developers going to be in those other organizations, such as the Army and the um, the Navy, et cetera? Yeah, that, they that's have their own development teams. Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, so specifically for Con IT now, the developers are with our contractor, and and, and we have some in-house guys that that do some too in the Air Force. Right. But the vision, especially with, with allowing us to telework, right, mm -hmm. expands the aperture for 
the the area, the geographic locations that we can pull software people from, and right. they can do it anywhere in their own house. Ideally, we all would share applications, and we wouldn't be competing with software people. Where currently, when you have software development, we're competing for the same limited resources in the same small geographic area. Right. I think our ability to telework has broadened that. Right. Right. And with with the approach of a, a base like a, a common core, if you will, it allows us all to utilize the same people and not compete against each other, hence driving the cost down versus up. Right. And let's just be honest, that competition is not necessarily, or not only cost-wise, but sometimes it's, they're going to do it this way, they're going to do it this way, and then you wind up going two different corrections and cause a lot of chaos in the end. So uh, clearly, you're eliminating some of the the getting off base, getting off focus, but also I'm assuming you would also eliminate the need for training and uh, bringing developers up to speed with the direction of, of where you're heading. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, ConIT is, is, is pretty intuitive now. Okay. Um, the, the, the piece that, um, that we do training on is really how to do the contracting end of it in ConIT. Mm-hmm. That, that's a functional thing. That's not really a software thing, right? Gotcha. That's expertise. Um, so from where we are today, um, you don't get a manual with your iPhone. Right. You, you figure it out because it's pretty intuitive, right? Yep. And, and sorry to keep using iPhone as an example, but it's the, it's the, the nearest and dearest to all our hearts, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, that's what ConIT is, right? And, and that's the plan going forward um, is to make sure that this application stays intuitive so right. that it doesn't have to come with a big user's manual, right? You right. should know what area that you work in. Functionally, you're you're a, a, a expert in that field, right? right? You're just using this tool to help uh, initiate the contract. Gotcha. Okay. Makes a lot more sense. So ConIT has become this replacement for these legacy systems. Uh, standard procurement system, Oh, contracts. You you mentioned uh, Conright. Uh, Conright developed. You said in 1997. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, what are some of the ways ConIT delivers that these legacy systems did not? Well, um, so well, one of them is really scalability, right? That's that's a big one. Um, in uh, Conright stands for contract writing system that that it's an abbreviation so just right <laughs> it wasn't super creative by the way so it's a, <laughs> um, but um it it wasn't scalable it was a lot of standalone systems right and more importantly it wasn't connected to the fm systems so so why is that important um think about how congress is going to the dod's or the Air Force and saying, show me how you spent this billion dollars, right? And they say, oh, well, let me grab these papers out and figure out how to do that. And then see where this money came from this purchase request and and, and the MIPR and like that's cumbersome as can be and it's months at a time, right? right. IT is actually um, implemented the procure to pay um, process. That's really the DOD process of how we do business normally in our normal lives, right? Um, I'm sure George mentioned the, the example that I always give about your checkbook. You buy something from Amazon, you click pay, 
They ship it to your house. You track the shipping, what it is. And oh, by the way, you go to your bank, let's say it's Chase, you can see it pulled from the Chase account. Like right. you can close the whole loop. The DOD is not asking for anything different than that, especially the Air Force. And Congress is saying, we need you to do this, right? For audibility and transparency. Right. So Con IT has implemented that. That's the first system that has connected both the contracting and the financial systems to give the Air Force that transparency and that traceability. That that is that is huge, right? Yeah. That, that's the biggest one for me. Like that's where the that's where the money's at, because that will help reconcile the ledger for the Air Force. The other piece is, is that Con IT can be used on a mobile application, your tablet or your phone. Okay. Like that's Conright can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So that like that's um that's that's pretty powerful. But I think the more important piece, besides well, with closing the ledger, is Con IT is replacing all the legacy systems that currently do contracting in the Air Force. So in my portfolio, I have six programs. One of them is Con IT, right? So we won't count Con IT. So I got to close five programs out, right? Two of them, one's Conright, contracting writing system. The other one's ASIPS, which is automatic contract for prep preparation system. That's the logistical side, right? Then there's CBIS, which is um, a business intelligence system, right? And then you have contract rep profit reporting systems, a CPRS, and easy source source selection tool. Now, it's going to replace two of them within the next couple of years, right? The business, so the two of them being Conright and ASIPS, right? Okay, okay, gotcha. Yep, the, the two writing, contract writing systems. The one that people kind of forget about that's important is the business intelligence piece, right? Because of how we're built on um, an, an Appian platform, essentially, we can pull that data and display it for Air Force leadership to make decisions. Okay. So that business intelligence piece will, will be in this application, which then eliminates another program out of my portfolio, which in turn does what Congress asked to reduce our IT footprint, which means dollars, less dollars, right? For supporting IT. And, and that's big, because then that means you can use those dollars in other areas where you need to meet mission sets. All right, did I understand this correctly? Six applications and Con IT can absorb five of those. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, because Con IT is one of them. That's 100% right. 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 Wow. So what's what's the time frame? How long do you think well, that's going to so, be before that's? Yeah, that's that's the hard question, right? That's, that's the right. $50,000 question. Um, when the application themselves are not the hard piece to, to, to do, right? It's the migration of the data in those, in those contracting systems that are current that have to move over, right? right? That, that's because they didn't follow like a, a data standard. I'm sure George told you about the procurement data standard, PDS standard, because they didn't follow those standards, the data is in there willy nilly. So we're trying to figure out how to use things like artificial intelligence and whatever else to migrate that data over to Con IT, right? So, so when when people say, "Hey, when are you going to sunset this?" Well, that that's that's a harder question than when I can put that capability into Con IT. Like next year, Con IT will have the capability for Conright, 
And then another year and a half later, have the, the capability for ASIPs. But what's left is there's still contracts that are active in both those legacy systems. Gotcha. I have to then migrate, not me personally, right. my team will migrate the data over, right? And that's the hard part. That's the long pole in the tent. Yeah. Um, and, and until we figure out that, that methodology that's quick, that's smart, because we're, we're playing with different areas, trying to figure out how to do that fast. Yeah. That's what's going to, that's going to delay the sunset of those two applications. Yeah. But amazing the direction we're heading with this. And I'm sure the, we, I talked to uh, Mr. Sarmiento about end users and I'm sure the, uh, the end users for Conrite and uh, other legacy apps are thinking, let's hurry up and get over to ConIT. <laughs> are you hearing that? Yeah. Lot? Yeah, I, I'm sure he told you that last year we we were Conrite went down for months, right? Right, and and the contracting people really had to to do heroic things to make things happen. But right. I'm, they're they're burning the candle on both ends doing that, right? Right. What that system's so old, it 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 I I'm I am worried about it. So that's why we're pressing really pressing the gas pedal all the way down for ConIT. Gotcha. That's awesome. How would you tell somebody to, if they wanted to learn more about ConIT, where to go? But if you just had some final thoughts uh, to uh, the average Joe out there, the person walking down the aisles in Walmart, what would you tell them they need to know about this amazing application and how it's benefiting the government? I'm, I'm, that's a great question. And that's a hard one to really answer. I hear you. Well, um, so the, the, what most everyday people don't understand is the complexities within our job. Right. Right. And, and, and that piece alone drives a whole lot of um, harder things to, to put into a system, right? You and I work every day and buy stuff from the store and have it delivered to our house. And then two days later, and it's seamless. What we're trying to do is exactly that for the government, right? And, and because that's something that's been lacking uh, for a while, right? So it, the, the team that works with me is phenomenal. George is, is, is a great PM. He pushes his team on a daily basis. So the thing I would say that I would let somebody take away with is the Air Force doesn't want to act any differently than you do on a normal daily basis buying stuff. We have the same expectation, whether it's a plane or toilet paper. Right. Like, and that's the truth. Now, delivery is a little different there between the two, right. but, yeah. but we want it to be that seamless. Right. And, and I think this team understands the impact to the Air Force culture by delivering that capability. And, and that's what we're focused on. Not really for the speed, but because it's the right thing to do. Right. It's smart for business. Right. And I think uh, the average taxpayer would like to hear that. To know that there's uh, there's a that there's a, a great effort being made to be efficient, to be cost saving, and uh, I I just want to say we appreciate what you guys are doing to uh, to to bring the the Air Force and other organizations um, up to date with technology, but also the efficiency efficiency that's coming from it. So I really Thank enjoyed our, our time together today. 
uh, I really, uh, I think people are going to enjoy learning more about this application. So. Well, thanks, John. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for reaching out to us and, and, and thanks for doing the segment. That's, yeah. It was really nice. It's fun. <laughs> and to everyone, we want to say thank you for tuning in to the BES Mission Success Podcast. At BES, we run the systems that run the Air Force, moving money, manpower, and materiel. Until next time.